This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. And you know, I listened to our intro. Doesn't it feel like we've all been in an entrenched barricade? (laughs) Isn't that what life kind of feels like? You know, I've got... Maybe you're lucky and you are back out at work. You know, if you haven't been been out of the house, you're not working from home anymore. But feels like that's what life's been is this entrenched barricade. And we've got a great opportunity for you to break free from that and go spend some time with God and go spend some time with other men. We've got a boot camp coming up in how many days, Robbie? It is boot camp EVVV times five. Yeah, five days, right? Five days. You could be at boot camp with us Thursday evening. You could come in through Sunday. Right and get away from the 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 that feeling stuck in that same place, whether it's physically in a house or an emotionally where you've been at. You know, and there's just something about meeting with God outside. You know, we were meant to get out there, and this is a really cool venue for that very thing. For a lot of reasons, you, we got a lot of acreage we can spread out and. Um, like we always talk about, Sam, the real work that's going to happen there is what God's going to do, right? With with you as an individual, with with the things that that He's got on His agenda for you, but you got to make time for it. As we're talking about in the regular show, if you're just joining us from having listened to that, if not, you can go back and listen to it where we talked a little bit about the boot camp. We're going to continue talking about the boot camp that's coming up, and and why you should come. Right, not just because we say you should come, but we are saying you should come. Right, you, you know, tell maybe, them, Sam. If that's enough, then come. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but if it's not, God wants you there. God has some amazing things that He wants to do for you there. And and I haven't set these guys up for this question because I like to do that. But I do want to ask the guys. You know, what's something you remember taking away from a boot camp that you've treasured? Right, that you would say, man, I'm glad I've had that. I never want to let that go because it was a difference maker to me. So I'm not going to point at any one of you first. Have any of you have an idea of what you'd like to share? Well, I mean, for me, like I just barely got into it because the other show was ending, but kind of like where you were at, Sam, when you were kind of setting us up for this, is it's something different for everyone. And I had listened to the show for a couple years. And I'm like, a lot of what you're saying, I was like, I kind of understand it. I don't really get it, but I know it's about men getting rescued in their hearts and how how we can get some healing and it's a dealing with yourself. It's not about some five-step plan. So I was like, this, this sounds pretty good. It's very godly. It's Bible-oriented stuff. And I'm like, let me, let me go see what this is because I know that all I – the one thing I really relate to is when I hear pastors and other people talk about how where we're at as men in this world, how we've been emasculated, how things have changed into this feminine world, and there's a lot of good things about you know women getting rights and being able to do things that's really, really good for their souls, and it's good for our country, and it's good for us as humans to have this. But 
it seems to come a lot of times at the expense of men. And when you look at the church and why the, why the church is falling and we talk about all kinds of things around that and, well, where are the men at? Where are the men at? The men are supposed to love their wives as God loves the church and all this other stuff. And you, you go through this and I had this feeling like, okay, well, let me go find out what this journey is about. And I just remember going in being kind of wide-eyed and going, I don't know what to expect exactly. I had a conceptual, and then it was, in some ways, you know, met some things that I thought, because I would listened to the show, but then it went so much farther, and I, it's hard to describe in very specific words, but really what I got out of that was, oh, there's a, there's a lot inside God's Word that, I need to go use to help me work through things because why am I the way I am on those on those bad things? Why do I have my anger issues? Why do I not let things go? Why do I not forgive? Why can't I just, you know, let them sing? And you start to work through many things and the real surprise for me are the things that God ends up putting on my heart that I had I didn't know were on my heart. That, oh, there's this is what you want to, where you want to go and what you want to talk to. It was the surprises. It was because I thought, oh, the new name. Oh, great. I'm going to go get a new name. I still don't have a new name. <laughs> you know, it's like I thought I was going to get that. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm getting so many other things in other places. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that if you just come open, whether you are open or not, it doesn't matter because he's going to open you up. And that was the big surprise. And it was just fun to discover that, and it was like, oh, I need to now go do some work and keep that conversation going with God about what's next, where do I want to go, and I'm not the most patient. I'm not, I don't concentrate enough so many times, but it's just the continual cycle, and I just, I don't want to let go. That's where I'm at now. I just can't let go. Thank you, Randy. So for me, and it's a, a journey of identity you know that i really didn't anticipate but you know you see all this lines in movies all the time about well who are you you know you, you alice in the wonderland's good at like you know you know the you, you see the big caterpillar saying well who are you you're not the robbie you know that you're supposed to be and and you had this sense of who are you and i'd been coming like rodney i'd come to several boot camps not heard a new name, didn't really know what my wound was. You know, all these things kept happening. But fascinatingly, they all turned out to be really linked together. And as it turned as it turned out by understanding that my wound was a big part of my identity. And, and that to get at the wound was an opportunity to switch mics where I don't have to crackle. So to get at the wound, which, you know, I don't know how many boot camps I, I had come to to get this piece of information, but Darren, as I believe, said it, was that often Satan overplays his game. And you can tell from the point of attack where your glory, where your identity might be by isolating where is it that you keep getting attacked all your life. Well, at the same time, I was struggling with that idea of where have you been attacked all your life, Robbie? For me, it was 
I had attempted suicide, but I didn't know why I had attempted suicide. And I, I thought and I prayed and I thought and I prayed and all I got was a really bad headache and it was just horrible. And so then I go to the new name talk and I had to go back actually to do the Christian car guy show. I get an old red and I'm driving back to, to on Friday night to, to, to do my show Saturday morning. God, what do you call me? And he says, faithful. I'm like, no, I mean, don't I get a cooler name than faithful? Like I'm an old dog or something. What's up with that? Faithful? Really? God? I mean, that can't be it. It's gotta be something cool. And he's like, Robbie, work with me here, buddy. <laughs> he's like, you know, who's the guy that never cheated on a girlfriend, never quit a job, you know, to turn loose of you as a friend is like getting your arm cut off. I mean, it, this is just, this is who you are. You're faithful. It's a good thing, Robbie. Think about it. And I, so immediately I went, okay, well, if I'm faithful, so where have I been attacked? And why is it that I wanted to commit suicide? And then all of a sudden, here came the, here came the story, right? Just popped up my 16th birthday. I, walking up to my girlfriend's house, my best friend who was the point guard on the basketball team, walking up the same time. Maybe you've heard me tell this story before, but it was the point that like my best friend and my girlfriend betrayed me on the same night went out together, you know, like left me standing the door on my birthday, my 16th birthday. And I went home that night and <laughs> took a whole bottle of Somnex thinking that would kill me, but all it did was scare me so bad <laughs> that I couldn't sleep. <laughs> my eyes were like, you know, pies the next morning going to school, you know, because I was just wide awake because I thought I'd try to kill myself. But the, the the trauma of all that of thinking you're really going to die had left this horrible wound that actually had buried so deep that it did not realize how ingrained it was into my identity was betrayal and then all of a sudden my whole life just lined up bing 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 oh that betrayal that betrayal that betrayal oh no wonder <laughs> i get it this thing that god is what he what he thinks of me has been attacked all my life. And 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 I'm guessing that was 10 years ago now at this point in time. Yeah, it probably is. And to walk in that identity as God fleshes that out over a long period, I mean, there's no way of, of explaining the value that that has intrinsically to me to understanding who I am. Thank you, Robbie. Darren, what about you? Well, there's so many things, and, and I could tell, you know, those stories about getting a new name and a couple of different new names. Um, not the ones we give you. Yeah, no, those, <laughs> those are not new names. Those are very old, very, they get so old. Um, so, no, but the, the thing that I think boot camps gave me more than anything was an understanding for spiritual warfare. Um. Not just in my own life. I, I mean, I was a pastor for the better part of 20 years, and, and I, I you know, went to seminary and all those things, but we didn't talk about spiritual warfare. I mean, you know, Jesus came off the cross. He was resurrected. Satan was dead, and, and that was about it. I mean, it was kind of the way I lived my life. And it, people that talked about spiritual warfare were kind of creepy, to me, quite frankly, I mean, it was like, really? I mean, you know, yeah, no, just you know, move on. And because I think a lot of times when they did, they were so far out in left field with something that's probably not even biblical, or it was the total opposite that 
Satan doesn't even really exist anymore type of thing. And so I really didn't have a healthy concept of spiritual warfare. And so getting that and understanding that, hearing, you know, about that and and hearing it in a very biblical way. And as Robbie said earlier in in this segment, that we are going to fight, learning how, learning when to fight, when to not fight. Helping others see it. I I think that's, you know, Robbie and you guys have told me several times that kind of my special sauce is is being able to spot other people's warfare, maybe better than my own, which I'd kind of like to spot my own a little better more often. But I do feel like that, that boot camp has given me a lot of training in that regard, understanding it, seeing it. A lot of times it's past tense. You know, oh, that's what that was about type of thing. and But that's why we get so pumped up about it, though, because we know we're going into a fight. We, oh, yeah. we're, we're not picking the fight. Um, we kind of are. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, you can run, <laughs> yeah. and you're still going to end up fighting at some point in time. And so we're just choosing the battlefield, and, and we're, we're choosing it and trying to educate others on that. Um and, and show what it looks like. That's the thing is boot camps are extremely practical. It's not a bunch of speeches and teaching and five steps to better communication principles or, or things like that. Nothing wrong with those things, but that's not what boot camp is. It's very, very practical. Um, and you spend, you know, a lot of time just between you and God, which is always good. And it's very uh – very scriptural <laughs> you know it's not just what we think right it, it's what the gospel portrays and, and taking the stories from the gospel and seeing it differently you know seeing the way god admit, intended the full gospel to be you know I, I was in a church growing up that didn't talk about spiritual warfare well jesus talks about it mm-hmm. right i mean obviously it exists you know and so i didn't grow up getting the full gospel and so for boot camp, for me, part of that was getting the rest of the gospel mm-hmm. in a different way that I'd never seen before. But that's not my story. I'll share that in a minute. Andy, what about you? So to me, um, I, when I came, first started coming to these, I read Wild at Heart. I knew that something resonated within me, the part about, you know, just <clears throat> being a nice, passive man. But that wasn't working. That's what the church or the culture had tried to you know, frame us as men, and it's like Rodney was said, very, very emasculated. So when I first started coming, it was it was also out of a broken relationship with my wife. I wanted to see that restored more than anything. About first three boot camps, I think all I heard was the beauty talk. <laughs> but as God continued to work on me, I began to realize the centrality of the heart issue. I mean, that's really what we're here talking about, and that's why it's not principles and lists and ideas on becoming this or that or the the other. It was about the centrality of the heart. You get your heart issues worked out, all this other stuff is going to come and, and be fixed. And I think the first thing and is like, Robbie, the identity that I was missing. And, you know, the new name, it was hard for me to hear for a while. I didn't hear anything for two or three boot camps. Then I heard Warrior. I thought that was interesting, but it had didn't have the context that it needed to have at the time. And then I re- really had always struggled with not being a strong man. And not, you know, I'm in computers. I'm not out, you know, doing manly 
career or whatever. But it wasn't so much that is that I didn't do well. I had anger issues. I didn't know how to love my wife properly. But again, it wasn't about just trying to fix that. It was heart issues. But I really didn't have an identity that I could, you know, point my finger. And I'd walked close with God. I'd really gotten tight with God. But it was, again, over what I knew at the time and really absence of the heart. It was more performance-based and that kind of thing. So anyway, uh, I think it was probably the fourth or fifth boot camp. I really got into just listening to the new name. And, you know, God said, you know, I was just asking, what is it, God? And he was like, go look up your given name. So I go give up, go look up my given name. And I probably had heard this as a kid, but I had forgotten it. But the the definition of Andrew is strength. And that's exactly what I needed to. And like Robbie says, you get attacked. I was always attacked in my strength as a man. And he reframed that and gave me that identity as a man. And what I think is cool after that, because I felt like that was like the best thing because it really gave me, gave me a place to start from. But then I walked in closer with God with the encouragement of these guys, John Eldridge and his team. And I realized that the really the Holy Grail to me is really living out as a son. And that heart, that message has come to become part of me, I feel like. And the fact that I was performance-based. I always felt like I had to do something to earn God's favor, and I'm not sure why that is, but it is, and that's where a lot of men live. And what I think is really cool about it is is that, you know, I ended up being in a job that I traveled a lot, which meant I had a lot of alone time, and I had some really cool adventures I was able to do. And I just started inviting God along. I think he invited me first. But it was really cool how that uh, just that sonship, father father sonship just really bonded more during that time and it's just it's just uh, it's just what i feel like is the greatest gain from boot camps sorry to go on for so long no, andy that was great thank you and so harold you're going to join us up at the table and so i'd love to hear what uh, your thoughts are on this particular question well i was a reluctant attendee to my first boot camp I've made no secret of that with you guys. I went to please my wife. I didn't need it, didn't want it, but I I was part of another group. uh, So I went. One of the things that I think is most striking is the honesty. We have a difficult time in our world today finding people who are really going to be honest and upfront with you. That's what you're going to find with this group if you go to a boot camp. You may not like everything at first, or you may, but what you're going to find is the honesty that really is going to strike you because uh, I've been a part of the group now for a while. And when I was leaving home this evening to come to this meeting, my wife made the comment, I wish I had a group like you do because it's special. <laughs> Trust me on that. <laughs> Thank you, Harold. This will, um, as I've thought about it, I've gotten so much. I'll let you guys go first so I can think. Uh, I've gotten so much out of the boot camps. You know, I could talk about identity, I could talk about healing, which was huge. I could talk about breakthrough just lots of different things. I think 
for me to sum it up very succinctly, it would be understanding to a little bit, just a little bit, how much God really does love me. Because I don't think I felt that for a long time. You know, I always felt like God was going to be the judging guy, judging every step that I made, smacking my wrist. You know, don't don't screw up. You know, God's going to smack me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was it was a fear based mm-hmm. relationship. That's how I, that's how I grew up. You know, my relationship with God became a Christian. That was kind of the doctrine at my church. You know, fire brimstone kind of thing. You know, God was not relational in nature. He was judgmental in nature. Mm. You know, and learning over time just how much God loves me, as flawed as I am, and how much he pursues me, and how much he wants the relationship with me. It makes all the other things possible for me. Because if I don't believe that, if, if God didn't show me that, you know, at times tell me, Sam, you need to shut up and let me talk. You know, those types of things. You know, that in a gentle, loving way, without those, none of the other stuff happens. You know, but it started with a little breakthrough on a wound. It was a big wound. <laughs> and it was a big breakthrough. <laughs> I don't mean to downplay it, but that was God's first introduction to, to loving me well that I saw. I'm sure he'd been doing it for a long time that I didn't see. But really just understanding, in spite of my sin, in spite of all those things, how much he really loves me. And that makes everything, that's the difference. That's a difference maker for me. What's really obvious to me right now is that I need a different mic. But what's, what's really obvious to me right now is the fact that the man who had nothing to say lived that life, Sam Main, lived the life of I have nothing to say and you're hosting the Masculine Journey radio show, you're speaking at boot camps, you're leading men to a deeper relationship in Christ, one that they never dreamed was even possible. And that's what boot camps did for you, among other things. And that, to me, is a pretty spectacular thing. Thank you. It's, um, you know, you speak out of what you know. You know, it's easy to talk about what God's done in your life when it feels so incredibly real. You know, and I'm very grateful for him breaking through, you know, the the sister that uh, was very verbally abusive. You have nothing to say, shut up, motor mouth, no one wants to listen to you. You know, and living under that agreement for years. And God, that was probably the one God had to break the hardest. You know, I still fight it from time to time. You know, it's just like, oh no, I got to shut up now. (laughs) Uh, But... uh, you know, it, it was just his loving pursuit, you know, and, and for me, God's humor is amazing, you know, and I know he probably deals with me a little different than he may other people. I know he deals with Robbie with humor at times and with Darren, but his humor for me is always just so exquisite, you know, because he'll say some stuff and I'm just, it just floors me, you know, and I've told the story on the air before, but I remember one time, just, and, and I'll share it again, just beating myself up about something, finding myself into this situation with pornography again and this was years ago and how my back here again god come on you know this i know better i know what it does to my heart i know what it does to me as a father what it does to me as a husband where it takes me emotionally you know how my back here you know i don't deserve grace and then i'll know where i hear this isn't that kind of the point <laughs> and I started laughing. I was just busted up. I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. We don't deserve grace, but you offer it. You know, in that laugh, 
made the difference to where I could say, okay, God, help me find what's causing this. Help me to, to help, help me to go deeper. I thought I'd had it beaten before, but now I'm back here again. You know, how do, how do I, how do I find my way out of it? And I think that to what Harold was saying, you know, if you could be in here and I wish you would be in here with this group of men to have dear brothers to take the battlefield with, to realize you're going in a really worthwhile, something worth dying for battle for the hearts of men with people that you love, that you've done life with, that you've walked with, that you know you could trust, but people that you can really share life with, be yourself, even your broken stuff, and have the joy that you hear in Sam or that you you know hear in Andy or that you hear in Darren, that joy of the Lord is our strength. And, and, and when you hear what you're hearing, it's, it's available. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and so, yeah, we got we to gotta take on that fear. Well, they wouldn't really like me or, or whatever the situation is that you're using as a reason for not coming. But the truth is it, it, it is available, and God wants you on the team. Um, and we want you on the team. But you gotta, you know, take the next step. So I think the question would be, what's keeping you from coming? You know, on the show before this, we talked about mm-hmm. we're gonna be provide safe environment as safe as we can possibly do with the COVID stuff, right? So we can take that off the mm-hmm. off the plate. Maybe it's a work situation. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't get away. But we're really just talking about one day. Mm-hmm. You know, we, Thursday night. You know, come in Thursday night, and then we have stuff Thursday night, and then Friday, so it's just one day off of work. What keeps it, you from coming? I, and and you said, you know, we don't want to put pressure on people. Well, I'm okay with putting pressure on people. Um, <laughs> that's just who I am. I'll be a little dangerous tonight. Um, if you knew this were the last year of your life, maybe <laughs> would you want some breakthrough? Are there some things that you would like to get healed? Are there some ways that you would like to have some breakthrough between now and whatever the end is? so that you can live well in these final days and bless others beyond their wildest beliefs and yours. I was just going to have you keep going. But go to masculinejourney.org, register for the boot camp. It's coming up in five days. We have room for you. God wants you there. We want you there. There's some amazing things that's going to happen. I can't tell you what they are because if you listen to all of our stories, God's treated us all Very individually, yeah. right? Collectively, it would sound the same mm-hmm. individually on how we got there. And that's what he's going to do for you. He's going to love you well. He's going to come after your heart and he's going to get you to some breakthrough somewhere that your heart desperately needs. Go to masculinejourney.org. We'll see you next week.